Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. My God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hills and valleys, and valleys, and valleys. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, no matter what I know, I'm safe inside your hand. Me? Thank you, thank you. Over and over. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. My God. Yep, Angela, God of the hills and the valleys. My God, thank you, Lord. You never leave me and you never forsake me. And valleys, I am not alone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, your name. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being the God of the hills, the God of the valleys, the God of brand new mercies, the God of brand a brand new day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are the God of the hills and the valleys, which means no matter where I am, you are with me. 
It doesn't matter if I sit high. It doesn't matter if I sit low. It doesn't matter if I'm overwhelming, overwhelmed. It doesn't matter if I'm consumed. It doesn't matter if, if I'm in the shadow of death. You are still the God that is with me. I remember without a doubt, like I remember without a doubt my, my husband's last moments, right? And he was mumbling and he was making his transition. But in the, in the minute of it, he was quoting Psalms 91. He who dwelleth in a secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty. He was saying this, like he was quoting the word of God back to God that no matter that I'm in this, what looks like a valley of death, what it looks like a broken place. I know God, you are he said it all the way to the hospital. He said it all the way in the room when they were giving him medication up until almost his final breath. That's all he was quoting. He who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God until uh, uh, who I trust, like my God until the end. That's what he was saying. You are my God until the end. You don't change until the end. You're my God until the end, right? My, you are my God until the end. That has got to become our attitude. You are my God until the end. That's, that's what he was saying. You are my God. You are my God until I go be with Jesus. You are my God in the desert. You are my God in the storm. You are my God, no matter what the situation was. That is exact. And I get, I got the privilege to watch this, right? I got the privilege to watch this. I got the privilege to watch him not complain. I got the privilege to watch him not murmur. I got the privilege to watch, not watch him blame God. He was very coherent that he was on his way to see the father, <laughs> to see the father. He was very coherent and all the way he wasn't cussing. He wasn't mad. He wasn't screaming. He wasn't begging God. He was simply declaring you are my God until the end. You are my God until the end. You are my God until I take my resting place. Do you know what power is in that? He had made his resolve in the fact that God was God, was God, was God, was God, that he was his God in the hills. He was his God in the valleys that no matter what God was still, man, I don't know about you, but that right there, that right there sealed a victory for me. That right there sealed a win for me. That right there just did something to my spirit that no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, even if I look death in my face, You are the God that's with me. You, you, you are Lo, I am with you always, Lakeisha. Lo, I am with you always, Jessica. Lo, I am with you always, Larie. No, I no, I am with you always, Deidre. Lo, I am with you always, Jessica. You are my God that is with me till the end. And you can bank on that. Like you can bank on that. You can rest in that. My God. And when the enemy tries to present, when the enemy tries to present anything else to you, when the enemy tries to tell you, you're going to get kicked out your house. Or when the enemy tries to tell you, you're, you're going to run out of money. When the enemy tries to tell you your marriage ain't going to work. When your, the enemy tries to tell you your kids ain't going to change. 
You got to take your position in the fact that God is your God till the end. God is your God. God is your God. God is your God to the end. Like he was saying this, he was declaring he who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide, uh, shall abide. He knew he was abiding with God until the end. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you. My God, till the very, like till the death could not persuade him. My God, my God, death could not persuade him that God still wasn't God. Death, death, death could not persuade him that God still wasn't God. Not death, not pain in his body, not him. None of that could persuade him that God still wasn't God. So God is the God of your hills. God is the God of your valleys. God is with you. I didn't even know. I didn't even know he was going to push that out of our spirit. God is, do you know how, how you, do you know how revelatory that is? Do you know how amazing that is to watch that in action, to know without a doubt that God is the God of the hills and the valleys and to watch someone at the point of death when they are about to take their last breath, still say, God, I trust you. It doesn't matter that I'm suffering. I trust you. It doesn't matter how bad this is. I trust you. It does not matter how overwhelming this is. God, I trust you and I'm going to trust you to the very end. I'm going to look to the hills which cometh my help because I know that my help comes from the Lord. My God, that's the my God, that's the resting place. That's the rest. That's the resting place. I'm rewatching this in my eyes. I'm rewatching this in my head. I'm looking at those final moments. I'm looking at him going in the hospital. I'm seeing him lay in the bed. I'm seeing him like it wasn't a little pain. It was a tremendous amount of pain. I'm seeing him wrench in pain. I'm seeing him uncomfortable and I'm seeing him say, he who dwelleth in the secret place <laughs> shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Like I see him saying that, that he trusted God to the very end. So he is the God of your hills. He is the God of your valleys. He is God. I promise you, I'm the living. I can't make this. I'm the living witness. He is the God of your hills. And even when death knocks at the door, even when it looks like death won't move, he is still with you until the very end. He is still with you until change comes. He's that faithful. He's that faithful that even when death was knocking out the door, this man of God said, absolutely not. He is there until the very end. God is with him. And so when he was praying the word of God, I know he was just saying to God, he was praying the word about, he was, can I tell you something? He was trusting God as his shepherd. Can I read this to you out of the message? 
He was trusting. He was trusting God as his shepherd. He was saying, Lord, I'm going to allow you to shepherd me. My God, Holy Spirit, have your way. I'm going to allow you to shepherd me. I'm going to allow you to shepherd me. I'm going to allow you to lead me until the very end. God is my shepherd. I don't need a thing. (laughs) You've bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink. True to your word. Somebody say true to your word. True to your word. You let me catch my breath and you send me in the right direction. Even when the valley goes through death, even when the valley goes through lack, even when the valley looks dusty, even when the valley looks homeless, even when the valley looks like it's not working, even when the valley looks overwhelmed, even when the valley looks like it's full of truth, untruth, even when the valley is presenting a situation to me, even when the valley looks like I lost my job, even when the valley looks like drug addiction, even when the valley looks like cancer, even when the valley looks like poor choice, even, even, even when the valley looks like Corona, even when the valley looks like loneliness, no matter what the valley, I'm not going to be afraid when you walk at my side. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid because you walk at my side and your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. You serve me a six course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. My cup brims with blessing. Your beauty and your love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. God is with you for the rest of your life. My God, we thank you. We thank you for being the God of the hills and the valley. We thank you, Father God, that even when we are in the valley, even when we are in the worst place, that you are with us. We thank you, Father God, that according to your word, you are the God that will revive us. My God, you are the God that will revive this nation. You are the God that will revive our marriage. You are the God that will revive our children. You are that kind of God. My God, you are that kind of God. My God, we thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We glorify you, Father God. We drive out every force of darkness, every spirit that has tried to distract us from your word. And we thank you, Father God, for Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for Jesus. We thank you for your holiness. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your presence. Now, Father God, reveal your glory. Glory to us, Lord God, so that we can be glory, glory carries throughout the earth. Shine brightly today on us, Father God. We thank you for your holiness, Father God. We thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you that we are your power is being magnified in this earth. We pray today, Father God, that your power is showing up strong in this nation, your power in the White House, your power, Father God, in our finances, your power in this 
economy, Father God, your power, Lord God, Father God, your power that reigns from on high. We love you, Daddy God. We bless you, Daddy God. We praise you, Daddy God. We magnify you, Daddy God. We glorify you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that we are experiencing your power and we take that by faith, Lord God. Let our resolve be in you today. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in our sight. You are my strength. You are my redeemer, my God. You are the one who lives today. And as Jesus lives in me today, we receive your resurrecting power, my God, in this country, in this nation, in the White House, in our family. My God, revive our cities, Lord God. Revive our state, revive our nation, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, that revival is breaking out, Lord God, that we are experiencing revival that we are experiencing your holiness. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. My God, miracles, signs, and wonders. My God, we thank you for grace and mercy, Lord God. We thank you for ears to to hear and eyes to see. And we thank you for your holiness, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us, that we are discerning you and we are Father God, separate yet, and but holy, Lord God. Thank you for sanctifying us and setting us apart, a remnant of your people, Father God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We bless you, we praise you, we magnify you. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you, Father God. Father, please forgive us for any sins, Father God, that we've committed against you or anyone else. We give you, Father, this morning permission to to search the deep places of our heart, to be girded with truth, Lord God. We thank you for setting a hedge of protection around us. We thank you, Father God, that the glory is shines on us brightly, Lord God, that a city on the hill cannot be hidden. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. My God. Revive us, O Lord. My God. Revive us, O Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. My God, we thank you. We have the, the seventh. We've been praying for our nation for seven days. And um, yesterday, Saturday and Sunday, I sent out the prayers you were to pray for the nation. And today, the last day, God um, told me to pray his power into this earth. And I'm going to give you a few scriptures uh, to back that up um, so that you understand where we come from. Uh, Numbers 11 and 23 says, and the Lord said to Moses, is the Lord's power limited? Father, forgive me when I've ever thought that your power was limited. My God, is the Lord's power limited? Now you shall see whether my word will come true for you or not. The Lord's power is not limited. Jeremiah 32 and 17 says, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power and by thy outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for thee. Nothing is too difficult for God. Can you say that to yourself? Nothing, no circumstance 
no situation, nothing, no thing is too difficult for God. And then let your resolve be today. If God is for me, if God is for me, there is no devil in hell that can be against me. There is no weapon that is formed against me that shall prosper. If God is for me, then who can be against me? Right? Right? There is nothing too difficult for God. My God, Matthew 19 and 26. And looking upon them, Jesus said to them, With men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. So don't think you're praying for this nation has been in vain, right? Don't think praying for your family has been in vain. Don't think praying for your last loved ones have been in vain. Nothing, nothing is too difficult for God. And with men, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. That is why the Holy Spirit keeps saying to us, do not trust this fallen system. Do not trust this world system. That is the, this is the world's, do not trust this world's way of doing things and talking and acting. You've got to begin to act, talk, think, look, speak, breathe, eat kingdom. What does the kingdom say? What does Jesus say? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? Do not trust this ever failing system. Forget about your credit score. I'm not saying pay your bill, don't pay your bills, but stop worrying over your credit score. Stop worrying over this man made world system that was set up for you to be in debt. My God, that was set up, that was set up for you to fail. That was set up for you to be overwhelmed. That was set up for you to be consumed. This is a man made system. This is a man made system. It is not God inspired because if it was God inspired, right? If our credit system was God inspired, then guess what would happen, right? According to the word of God, then all debts would be released after a certain time. You got to know what system you're living in. You got to know what world you're living in. All debts will be, if this, we, we trust a government or a system that has no kingdom principles or foundation. We cut that. We, we trust the government or a system that has no kingdom principles or foundation. It started that way. It looked that way, but it is not a God inspired. It's been twisted. It's been perverted. It's been misconstrued. <laughs> It'll have you thinking it's the only way. Some of you guys that are being called into business, God is calling you into business to do business kingdom, not according to this world system. And if you try to put the, what God is trying to give you into this world system, right? Right? Then, then you're gonna live according to the world system. If this world system was being debt on God, all debts, would be wiped out every seven years. All, all your debts would be gone. All your debt, every seven years, they just wipe debts, right? 
And then as a kingdom person, you will walk in the ability to say, you know what, God, you said, oh, no, man, anything but to love them. Then I'm going to focus myself on Owen. Oh, no. You told me I'm to be the head and not the tail. You told me I'm to be the lender and not the borrow. Then teach me how kingdom system works. Teach me how kingdom system works. Put me in my most wealthy place and let me stop residing on this, this system. We are to build and impact and be a part of systems that are led by Christ and not led by this world. And we keep falling into this world system because it looks like lot. Remember we studied lot last week. It looks like lot. The valley is populated. It looks successful. It looks prosperous. Well, the hill looks isolated and lonely, but it's what you need. My God. Thank you, Lord God. Forgive us. We repent. Father God, we repent for being a part of this world's system. My God, we repent for being a part of this world's system in Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. We repent father God for partaking and being a part of this world's system. My God, father, forgive us. Father, forgive us right now in the name of Jesus for being a part of this world system in Jesus name. Amen. My God, Lord, I thank you, father. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for revelation in that. I thank you for your word. I thank you. Holy spirit. I thank you for all you are. Let us lean not into our own understanding in all our ways, acknowledge you and you shall direct our path. Father God, please forgive us for buying into any of this world system in Jesus name. My God, of reducing you to this world when there is nothing too difficult for you with this, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, forgive us, forgive us, forgive us, forgive us, forgive us, forgive us. In Jesus name, my God, relying more on a system than we rely and trust on you. Well, my God, my, I felt that like I felt that I felt that I felt the Holy Spirit. I felt the word of God, right? I felt I don't care what this world is offering you. You got to begin to ask God, is this for me? Am I to be a part of this? My God, is this something, my God, that are you being acknowledged in this? Or is this just another way into the world system? My God, we repent for being a part of this world system. Father God, for not seeking more wisdom, not asking you more questions. My God, we thank you, Father God. We thank you that your grace is sufficient. We thank you, Father God, as you, we renew our mind in you and we renew our mind in the word, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for supernatural debt cancellations. I thank you for miracle signs and wonders. I thank you, Father God, that the kingdom advance in Jesus' name. Amen. My God, my God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you. My God, I glorify you. Part of the problem is we just won't seek and wait and we won't get revelation we won't get the wisdom and we won't get the knowledge and we won't get the understanding. And we don't really understand that God is able to do absolutely everything for us. And we won't wait on him because 
is is the weight of the Lord is the 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 hot spot, right? The weight of the Lord is where the enemy tests you the most. The weight of the Lord is where the most pressure is applied, Tammy. The weight of the Lord is the it's the sweet spot, but it's the most difficult place, right? But it's also where God is proving you. Lord, thank you for the refiner's fire. Thank you for the refine. It's also where God is proving you, right? It's where he's proving you. It's where he's having to refine you, right? Um, first Peter one and seven says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than the, than of gold that per perish though, though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Right. And so when he is refining you, he is purifying you. Right. And if we would just spend time in the waiting, right. If we would spend time in the waiting, the weight of the Lord is the most promising place that you could ever be. It's the most promising. It's where you're going to grow. It's where you're going to mature. God is going to purify you. So when we are going through trials, we will be rebuking the devil, but not asking God. Some of us have been around the same mountain a thousand times, but the Holy Spirit is trying to bring to your attention that you also are operating in the same processes. Your marriage is the same. Can I just be real for a second? Like nothing bad, like your relationships with your kids, your marriage, your business, all of those might be the same because we're operating in the same processes because we don't want to wait on the weight of the Lord. John 15, 15, he talked one through 27. He talks about being the vine. The father is the husband. We are extensions of the vine. I'm just paraphrasing, right? But we got to be pruned in the process so that God's glory can be revealed. Most of us don't want to spend time in the wait because we don't want to be pruned in the process. Or as soon as the fire and the pressure is applied, we don't want to spend time in that process when God is trying to purify us so that we can be salt and light on the out on the earth. Zechariah 13 and 9 says, and I will bring the third part through the fire, the remnant. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name and I will hear them. I will say it is my people and they shall say the Lord is my God. So the real test is it becomes in the weight. That's where the that's the real test. The real test is in the weight and my ability to wait on the Lord and not create <laughs> not create my own place, not create my own madness, not create my own business, not create my own marriage, not create my own catastrophes, not give birth to an Ishmael when Isaac is the promise, right? Right. We're not from the, come on, Holy spirit, from the point that God speaks a thing that I don't go and create my own thing because I don't want to wait I don't want to wait. I don't want to grow. I don't want to mature because God said a thing does not mean that that thing is now. It may be for later. And most of us don't want to go through the process of getting to the later. Well, that's where the shepherding comes in. <laughs> 
That's where the shepherding comes in. You've got to learn him as the shepherd, right? And if the great I am is going to be the great I am, and I'm going to be learned to be shepherded, then how I'm going to be properly shepherded is that I learn to adhere to the relationship between the shepherd and the sheep. I drive out every spirit and cancel every spirit in the name of Jesus that has tried to push you out your waiting place. That has been the enemy. That is not the Lord. When the Lord wants you to advance, if we go back to Genesis, if we go back to every place where the Lord gave him people instruction, he always gave them proper instruction. He always gave them warning. He always gave them instruction. He always told them specifically how he had something to do. If trouble was coming, he would tell them to go high. Right. If trouble was coming, he would tell them to go high. Um, he would tell them to fight. He would tell them to stand. He would tell them to give like he had specific instructions. He was that literal. But there is so much impatience in our weight that we don't want to wait on the Lord. We don't want to we don't want to pause. We don't want to allow him to properly shepherd him. My God. Right. We don't want to properly shepherd him. Let him be shepherded right him. We, we don't want his crook to bring us in. We, we're not sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit. We're hustling and bustling according to life. And God is like, look, if you're going to advance, if you're going to come into the fullness of what I'm calling you to be, then you've got to surrender yourself and properly allow me to shepherd you. And properly allow me to shepherd you, right? And and properly um, allow me to guide you and properly allow me to lead you and properly me allow you to take you through the refiner's fire and be okay with where you are. And when I reveal something to you, right? When I reveal something to you, let me, let me shape it. Let me shape it up. Let me buff it out. <laughs> Right. Let me clean you up. Don't quench me. Don't resist. Don't run. Don't do that. I need you to stay in place and let me pull all, all of that out of you. That does not belong here in the first place. Right. Let me pull all of that out of you. That does not belong to you in the first place. That ain't got no business being in you to begin with. That ain't what I called you to. That doesn't need to be in you to begin with. And so let me properly um, shepherd you. My God, so that you can receive what I'm saying. My God, Holy Spirit, lead this thing. And a lot of times we won't yield to the good shepherd because we've not allowed him to be shepherd in our life. I don't understand you as shepherd because this world has always taught me how to lead myself, right? And so if the world has taught me how to lead myself, then I'm going to resist the shepherd when he's just trying to save me, when he's trying to just prove to me that he's a good, good shepherd, 
right? That he's a good, good shepherd and Jesus is the good shepherd, right? And so I've got to be able to receive him as shepherd. I want to give you some scriptures in this. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to you by the spirit, but I want to back this up in the word, right? We're learning to discern and hear the voice of God. I'm not going to quench you, Holy Spirit. I want to give you these scriptures for reference of this, right? We started in John 10 and 28, right? And it's the unbelief of he's talking to him them because the Jews don't believe in what Jesus is saying. So he's saying to them, he says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. Right. And so if I come on, Holy Spirit, if I know this to be true about the good shepherd, that he gives me eternal life and he will never, and I will never perish. Then why do I spend so much time worrying over things that I have absolutely no control over? Or even if I have control over them, why am I worrying over things that should be in God's control and are not in my or man's control? The next part of this, he says, no one can snatch them out of my hand, right? No one can pluck them. No one can pull them out. No one can take them from me. So if God is properly shepherding us and we are his sheep, then he's going to give us eternal life. We're never going to perish and no one can snatch them out of my hand. The only way we can be snatched or plucked off, right, is when we are straight, when we are not in the secret place of the most high, when we're not dwelling in the shadow of the almighty, when we're not trusting the breasty one, right? And he says, my father who has given them to me is greater than them all. This is Jesus saying, God, nothing greater than God. Nothing is greater than God. Nothing is greater than God. And no one can snatch them out of my father's hand. So let me give you some cross references. Isaiah 27 and three says, I, the Lord am its keeper. I water it continually. I guard it day and night so no one can disturb it. God is your keeper. He's going to water you. He's going to guard you. He's going to take care of you day and night so no one can disturb it. But if I have a perverse thought process towards who God is as my shepherd, and I don't understand who God is as the shepherd because this world has taught me to lead myself. This world has taught me to lean into my own understanding. This world has taught me trust in God, but don't trust in God all your way. This world has taught me to be self-made and to be savage. When I do this, when I lean into my own understanding, then I will not allow God to properly shepherd me. I will not be sensitive enough to the voice of God because he's saying my sheep know my voice, like my sheep know my voice and I know them and they follow me. My sheep are led by me. They're not led by anybody else. They're not led by their emotions. They're not led by their feelings. My sheep, I have a discerning voice and no one can snatch my sheep out of my hand. Jeremiah 23 and four says, I will raise up 
shepherds over them who will tend them and they will no longer be afraid or dismayed, nor will any go missing there. The Lord, right? He'll raise up shepherds. He'll raise up people to properly shepherd us. He'll put the right people in place, right? John 6 and 27, it says, do not work for food that perishes, right? But for food that endures to eternal life, right? So if this world teaches me that I'm supposed to work for food that perishes, then I will never ever let the Lord properly shepherd me. I'm not going to let him shepherd me, right? Because I'm going to go to work every day because I got to have food in my fridge. I got to have gas in my car. I got to pay this debt, this car note. I got to have a place to live. I'm not saying you don't have to have a place to live, but if I work for food that perishes or for things in this world that will fade away, right? <laughs> right? But not for food that endures to eternal life, which the son of man will give you for on him. God, the father has placed the seal of approval. God, the father has placed the seal of approval on Jesus. So if God, the father has placed the seal of approval on Jesus and we are little Christ, we are Christians, we are little Christ, then the seal of approval is placed on us. Then that means the saint, the good shepherd longs and desires to take care of us that we are already approved by him. We don't have to be approved by man. John 6 and 37, everyone the father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will never drive away. If I understand Jesus as the good shepherd, I'm not going to run from Jesus. I'm going to run into Jesus because I understand grace, right? Because I understand grace and I understand that there is no mistake that I can make that Jesus won't forgive me of. There's no mistake. There's nothing that I can do. That God, there's nothing that would separate me from the love of God, right? Because according to his word, everyone the father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I'll never drive away. I'll never, I will never drive you away. I'm never going to push you back. I'm never going to act like people and condemn you and ostracize you. I'm never going to do that. That is not my nature. That is not my character. I'm looking for the lost. I'll come after the one. I'm never going to push you away. I'm never going to shove you to the back of the line. I'm never going to act like you don't matter to me. Even when you are overwhelmed and consumed. I have not left you. I have not forsaken you. You just got to understand what this season is in your life, right? I love this. Thank you, Lord. John 6 39. And this is the will of him who sent me that I shall lose none of those he has given me, right? <laughs> this is the will that I shall not lose any of those that he has given me. None of those but raise them up on the last day. He is not interested in losing any of us. That's why you can't give up on folks. He's not interested in losing any of us. And I don't care if you are praying for loved ones and it doesn't look like they are returning to the Lord until the last hour, until the last minute, love hopes for and looks for the best 
until the last hour, until the last minute. It might be hours because see, can I tell you something? Part of the problem is we want people to return to us. Y'all know that's my shout. We want people to return to us. We, we, we so focused on people return to us being reconciled to us. Right. And so at the point that it doesn't look like our prayers are being answered, we get frustrated. Right. When love is supposed to help for the best love is supposed to endure. Can I read that for just a second? And then we're going to get out of here. <laughs> love is supposed. I feel you. I feel you. Holy spirit. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Love is patient, kind, not jealous, boastful, proud, rude, does not demand its own way. Uh, is not irritable, keeps no records of being wrong, does not rejoice about injustice, rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never, never loses faith, always hopeful, endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useful, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. And I realized that reconciliation has absolutely nothing to do with me. Reconciliation. I am not reconciling you back to me. I am hoping and praying and believing God that you are being reconciled back to to Jesus so that I can see you in the hereafter that I, and so I don't care if it's up to the last minute or the last hour that you accept Jesus Christ, that you repent, that you are restored. My job is to love you and to not give up on you because Jesus said that I will raise them up on the last day. It is not for me to judge you. It is not for me to be wrapped up in your mistakes, your issues, your problems. My job is to love you. My job is to cover you. My job is to pray for you. My God is to trust that God is going to, that you will be there on the last day. I am not reconciling you to me. <laughs> I am not reconciling you to me. I am reconciling you to Jesus. And so it is only important that I love you, that I handle you with grace, that I handle you with the same type of mercy that the Lord extended to me. And sometimes I know the pressure is great, but you need to go over to Ephesians and I need to remind you of something this morning, right? Because we're going to be like little Christ. We're going to be Christians. We're going to be Christ in this earth. I need to, I need to remind you on this, right? A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on all God's armor so that you're able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. It is the strategy of the devil to not have us in unity. It is the strategy of the devil to make us complain. It's the strategy of the devil to have us talking about people, gossiping, assaulting people. All of that is the strategy of the devil. That's the strategy of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blush, flesh and blush enemies. I'm not fighting against you. I'm not fighting against my husband. I'm not fighting against my children, right? 
I'm warring against kingdom. And if I understand that I'm warring against kingdom, then I'm going to begin to treat people different, right? Because I'm going to honor the word of God and I'm going to honor that they're important to God. And I'm going to see what the good shepherd is saying. He said, but I'm fighting against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in the dark world and against evil spirit in heavenly places. Therefore I need to put on every piece of God's armor. And I need to understand that the same helmet of salvation works for me is the same helmet of salvation that works for my son, that works for my daughter. And I need to understand the same breastplate of righteousness that's worked for me is the same breastplate of righteousness that's going to work for my daughter. And I need to say, understand the same shoes of the gospel of peace is the same shoes that's going to work for my husband. I need to know the same belt of truth that's going to work for me is going to work for my husband. I need to know the same sword, right? Of the spirit, right? I need to know the same sword, the shit. I need to know the same shield of faith is what's going to deal with the fiery arrows of the devil. I need to get that. I need to understand that. And perhaps instead of praying against them and perhaps instead of talking about them and perhaps instead of being frustrated and perhaps instead of being overwhelmed and perhaps instead of judging their situation and looking at that circumstance, perhaps I need to pray their armor in place. Perhaps I need to pray the eyes of their understanding be open to and enlightened to the hope and call of who they call to be in Christ Jesus. Perhaps I need to be praying that they are full of the Holy Spirit. Perhaps I need to be praying the ear, the ear, the ears be open. Perhaps I need to be praying that their heart is pliable and that they hear God and they see God, but not for the ministry of reconciliation to me. Not for the minute, not for the ministry of reconciliation to me, not because I can't handle the pressure, not because it's hard. Maybe perhaps I need to be praying father God so that they can be reconciled to you. Perhaps I'm asking you to pour your spirit out on all flesh, not so it can feel comfortable to me because you told me in your word that your grace is sufficient for me. Even if the thorn is in my flesh, even if the marriage don't look right, even if the child is still gay, whatever my issue is with them, perhaps my position, Lord God, is to pray them into a place. If I'm going to be led by you, if you're going to be the good shepherd in my life, perhaps my position is to pray them into place so that they can be reconciled to you. <laughs> so that they can be raised up on their last day. Father, I forgive, <laughs> forgive me right now. <laughs> forgive me, Father, personally. For trying to reconcile to myself when reconciliation is to you. <laughs> it's to you. It's to you. It's to you. It's to kingdom. My God, it's to kingdom, Lord God. It's to kingdom. That's that's it to kingdom. John 20, 10 and 29, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my hands. John 17 and 2, for you granted him authority over all humanity so that he may give eternal life to all those you have given him. So perhaps the problem isn't with me. <laughs> perhaps the problem is I'm so worried about me. <laughs> perhaps the problem I've been so consumed with me. Perhaps the problem is I've been so busy trying to do me and make me feel comfortable <laughs> that I haven't been trying to believe God for you to be reconciled to Christ because that's what matters more than anything.
Whoa, that's it. I can't, I can't go no further. That, that's it. That's it. Lord, <laughs> he who has ears, let them hear. He who has ears, let them hear. And wherever I am lacking, your grace is sufficient. Father, do not let us be wise in our own eyes. Do not let us operate in our own, operate in our own, in Jesus name. Do not let us operate in our own truth. Let us receive who you are, who you called us to be. Let us operate in the compassion of Christ, Christ. Let us get on our kingdom assignment. Let us be shepherded by you in every relationship, in every relationship. I bind every distraction. I cancel every assignment against our thought processes, against our mind, against our heart, every force that has been driving us into selfish places. Lord God, we thank you for the ministry of reconciliation on our lives. We do not reconcile. It is not about the relationship with us. It is about the relationship with you. I surrender myself to you holy, Father God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Your grace is sufficient, efficient. I bind every distraction, distraction, God, in Jesus name, in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Hey, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your point. If you know someone that has not accepted Jesus Christ, share with them about Jesus. Give them if they don't want it. That's fine. Don't be harsh. Don't be callous. Love is the way. Let's get in position. Let's get in a place. Let's start loving those that are connected to us. Right. If you're in need of a savior, it's so simple. Father God, I'm surrendering to you to be shepherd of my life today. I stand in need of a savior. (laughs) I stand in need of a savior. Please forgive me for my sins. I need you, Holy Spirit. I'm welcoming you in. In Jesus name. Amen. That's it. I love y'all so much. Hey, will y'all do me a favor? Will you just go over to the website, get the information? We were able to feed 500. We were able to take 300 meal kits to the nursing home because y'all, will you just consider partnering with the ministry? You know what? Let God speak to your heart and say, partner, Lord, show me whether or not I'm supposed to be partnering with this ministry. And if he speaks to your heart, will you consider partnering in the ministry? We're only after the one. We're only, we're only after, we are only after the one. We are only after the one. My God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. I thank you for all that you're doing in our life. I thank you for revelation in your word. I'll be back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Will you bring somebody else in? Will you share the devotion with somebody else? Will you say, you know what? You need to see this today, right? You need to see this day. We got one spot left. I think one or two spots left for Pillow Talk. So if you want one of those one or two spots, go on and get registered. Uh, um, Fritzy's coming in gonna do the work i love god i love all that he's doing through this ministry i love y'all so much see y'all back here in the morning 5 a.m 5 a.m love peace and blessings Whew. thank you for tuning into our podcast if you would like more information about lmj ministries log on to lakeisha today